You know, this whole juggle of working as a small business owner and being a parent of young children or even any age children is tough. And it's often more tough for mothers. So this podcast is a bit of my learnings. I now have a two fully grown children and one child who's in her last year of school and will lose her next year. Um, She's leaving home, not physically lose her. So I wanted to share with you some of the things that I wrote during my time of having young children to help share with you and empathize and show you some strategies that I learned as a single parent working full-time in a business and also often working in a job, managing that with children um, and how I manage that to help some of you potentially with these things and to acknowledge the hard work that you do. Um, my name is Rachel Claver. I'm the host of Map It Marketing, and sometimes we have guests, and sometimes it's just me. It's just me today, and I'd love to share this information with you. So if you're a mother with a small business, and you do feel that being a parent and a small business owner is freaking hard, this podcast is for you. Welcome. This is Map It Marketing, and I am your host, Rachel Claver. I love helping small business owners become more confident and more capable with their marketing. So this podcast is all here to help you do just that. It's me and the help of some great guests helping you learn new skills, new strategies and ideas. Let's jump in and get started. Hello, uh, my name is Rachel Claver and I'm your host of Map It Marketing. And this is a podcast that I am, I wanted to share this a little bit, not about marketing, but I work a lot, a lot with women in business. Um, In fact, somehow, even though my coaching program is not specifically for women, uh, I only have women clients in there. Um, That sounded a bit grumpy. I love all of them very much. Um, But but we are all at slightly different stages. And I... I have really, I'm constantly reminded of the ones that are there that have got young children, who've got children still at school, who is trying to do that juggle of being a small business owner and a work a working mother as, as a small business owner, and also having children, how difficult it can be. Um, this is actually coming out just a week after I will have gone down um, to Wellington to help my middle child move and leave home. Um, My eldest child is already there. They both work for us at Identify and will continue to work for us um, from Wellington, um, which is really cool. Uh, And they'll do that in conjunction with other things that they're doing. And um, the oldest one may finish this year, we're not too sure, but, um, and my youngest daughter has only got a year with us. So um, probably, uh, mainly because we are shifting where we are going to be living. So she has to shift to and she'll probably go away for university. So so we're at the end of having children at home, coming to the end of that. And it is a different thing. But I still now, even with one child at home, there's juggles. And even with children leaving home, um, you kind of think it's over, but it, it isn't. There's things come up and you still have to be there. And I, I'm going to be really honest and say I have spent... The entire time of being a parent, both loving it and struggling with the balance of that and working, I have, except for a very short period of time, always worked for myself or had a business um, since I think maybe six months after my oldest was born. Um, And I wanted to talk a little bit about why being a, a business owner with children, particularly young children, is freaking hard. Um, I wrote an article about it years ago actually in 2017 um, for LinkedIn and it went viral 
Um, it was actually about just being a working mother, not being a business owner. But I want to talk about it because I've got some techniques and things that I've learned. And but I also just want to just acknowledge just how hard it can be. Um, and give you some of the things that I learned to deal with. Now, when I was a working mother of young children, um, I was also a single mother. So I, um, and I had full custody, um, their, um, the biological father of the, of the kids, of the girls, um, lives in another country. Um, so would see them every four years for a couple of weeks. So very much it was me um, raising these children completely by myself. Um, I have had support. I um, used to get... Um, every second week I would have a day, um, part of a day, um, where my parents would often look after the kids and occasionally they'd do it overnight. I use a lot of nannies, a lot use a lot of au pairs and childcare um, to get through that time. Use a lot of my income to pay for those things, as most of you are very aware of what that happens. And I feel like because of that, and now I've got children who are incredible young adults. I really wanted to share from a viewpoint of someone who had that and learned some stuff. And I'm going to give you some things that I did that worked, but also just to reassure you that working in a business, I think working in a business, owning a business is the most amazing role model thing you can do as a parent, but particularly, and I'm going to talk as a mother. Um, so for those of you that are fathers that are hands-on, obviously this applies to you too, but I do still think that women do carry a lot of the emotional load I'm very lucky um, since for the last nine years I have been with um, my husband Rod um, who works for us works with me as well and so it's a bit of a family business and um, he is a completely different partner and, and father than what I had experienced before uh, and he is really great he does a lot of you know he'll often go or you know go to the gym this morning I'll take Rebecca in or whatever it is or you know checking in but I still think even with great partners there's still often an emotional load that women tend to still generationally share you know I still mentally know what we're having for dinner every night even though HelloFresh has helped um, I still have to think about where things are I'm still that got the diary of everybody in the family in my head and written down and keeping track of those things and making sure things happen and remembering where things are. Um, and it creates extra noise. Um, and then there's the times where your children are sick and they need you to be there. And even when they're adults, there is a bit of that as well. And I think there is this thing. Um, when I was pregnant with Susanna, I um, it's my oldest daughter. She is now 22. Uh, a couple of things really stuck out to me that made me think about how the balance would go and I was a teacher I had no intention of having my own business a teacher said to me who was a parent said welcome to never feeling 100% happy in any area of your life and I was like what a negative person I think what she meant was welcome to the juggle welcome to that feeling of trying to make sure that you're balancing those two things and you have to make conscious decisions and choices along the way and I think for me understanding that they're conscious decisions are really important some of you as small business owners choose to not work at all in the holidays. It restricts your growth and it impacts your growth. It's a really gutsy and awesome decision. And it's, as long as you're happy with it and you're sitting in it, it's good. Some of you will choose to work part-time or only do your work in hours that fit, you know, so that your children aren't in childcare all the time. 
some of you will put your children in childcare because you know the best thing for you and for them as a family is for you to have that time and, and that is also okay. And I think that that's the really important thing. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, is that I actually had a heart condition when I was pregnant with um, Susanna and almost died. I had a thing called Wolf Parkinson White. And, um, and so I had to actually leave my job and stop and and I had time to think and then I went back to work and I realized I didn't want to have a job where I, I could not see my daughter during the day and it was this pull and I think a lot of us have felt that when we have become parents and so I think that you know it's it, it was hard we 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 had to drop an income for a while my, my husband at the time was not working I was still the provider I was the provider and the mother of a baby and it was hard. And, you know, I think that anyone that says that it's it's easy to be a mother, a business owner, or a working mother of preschoolers and says it's easy is, is lying. I don't think that's true. You know, if they are, you've it's because you're not worried about money. Um, you know, you've got funds for full-time care. You've got a, a husband who's doing a lot of the extra stuff at the housework, the cooking, the parenting, the grocery shopping, or you've got grandparents on tap and all those things. And it can be really, really tricky. You know, I, I think I still have struggled. I have struggled with it still. You know, I, I struggle sometimes to be, when I'm tired, HelloFresh has helped. Let me just tell you, I'm a fan of HelloFresh at the moment. I'm not advertising. This is, to let you know, this is not advertisement. Um, but, you know, like things like knowing, keeping a track of what food is in the house and those little things which do you don't think you sign up for when you became a parent can be very tricky, you know. And I do get frustrating, frustrated when someone says, oh, you know, I need to be such and such. And I, in my head, I'm like, all I want to do is work today or, you know, those sort of things I struggle with. And I am looking forward to having more flexibility with my time and it will come. It will come and it gets better. The older the children get, gets better. But I was surprised at how much taxing I still do um, with a 17-year-old. All right, so so there is that sort of thing. And I think that, you know, I have, now things are much easier. You know, I I was talking, I'm in a group where we're doing um, uh, with Misfit NZ, uh, with Nikki Bolin. She's doing like a 90 days move your body challenge. And I go for a walk nearly every morning unless it's like flooding. And and I can do that because I no longer have to watch what my kids are doing. They're fully well able to sort themselves out. They do their own washing. Um, they cook a couple of nights a week for themselves. I make them cook a couple of nights a week for themselves. So they're more ready to kind of prepare for that. They um, they can do a lot of chores. Um, they do all the dishes and own up. We don't even get to get near the dishwasher, um, although that has changed now that Rebecca's left or all changes Rebecca leaves. You know, like things do change and adjust and become easier. But there's always moments where it's hard. And I wanted to talk about this because, you know, a lot of the time I've had I've had small business owners cry or just go, I want to work with you, but I don't have the capacity of headspace. And it shifts. And I want to talk about that because I want you to feel like it shifts. So I've got a few things I wanted to say. I think the first one is, is that, you know, there is like a lot of incidents around postnatal depression and depression and anxiety and feeling like you're crazy. I honestly think that while there is that and it needs to be treated, 100% it needs to be treated, so many of us are just sleep deprived and aren't getting enough time to think. And I think that the fact that you are managing to stand up in some sort of way, somehow get dressed, 
manage to keep this child alive and work in some point of the day is actually miraculous. Let's be honest, you're a walking miracle. And I want you to start seeing that, like give yourself credit. I think we fill ourselves so much with the shoulds and actually we should give ourselves more credit. The other thing that I want to, to think, to talk about around this is to actually have really clear boundaries around work, home, life and parenting. Um, I wrote a lot of books when my children were little. Um, I wrote, I think, 25 or 26 or 27, 27 books um, that around all sorts of things, published teaching resources, some books in Penguin, um, a book on reading um, published in Malaysia. And I wrote those books and was a freelance writer because I was getting up at 3 a.m. in the morning because really between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. was the only time that I could do it. Look, I will tell you that, plus working through the day and having three preschoolers, I really ruined my body a lot um, and it hurt my health. And, you know, I I was commenting on talking to someone on TikTok the other day because I've been talking about how I walk every day and it helps me process. I did it on my TikTok account, um, on my marketing one. And she said, oh, you know, I just wish I could start this walking program. And I'm like, you've got a full busy business. You've got, a, you know, the mother of a, of a child um, who's only a year and you're under lots of pressure, the biggest step is learning to carve the time out and to have someone who supports you to give that time out. That's really hard when you're by yourself. She's not by herself. But but I think that quite often those boundaries, are, we're too tired to even consider to make those boundaries. And sometimes you need someone outside of you to help find those times and then stay accountable to you. I think that's really important. Um, but also, you know, thinking about, um, your boundaries around things like I had a living area and, and at night time before the children went to bed, we turned it into an adult area because I felt like having toys around me all the time at night time just increased my anxiety. We had really solid bedtimes, um, really solid bedtimes. And I know that doesn't work for everybody, um, but we did that because I had to do that and work. I could not have it any other way. And bedtime sometimes meant they were in their bedrooms and not asleep. Um, we had very strong structures and routines around what food we had for lunch every day. We created a lot of structure. Hilariously, my kids once said to my parents something about, oh, well, you know, mum's structured like you guys were. And they were like, we weren't structured. I grew up in a very unstructured house, but I had to put that structure in. I now know a lot of that was because I have ADHD and I was just like, felt like I was, I had to have it to survive, to have those routines in there for me. But I think those boundaries are really important. You know, like for me, um, it took me a long time to realize don't take your phone out when you're hanging out with the kids. Uh, um, emails can wait. I was running on adrenaline for a lot of time, but learning that, it took me a long time to learn that. And I regret that it took me a long time. But having boundaries around that is okay. You can have boundaries. No one can see your calendar. If you want to book out time regularly to go to parent help or hang out and do something here, you don't have to say I'm at parent help. They don't know where you are, that you could be in a meeting. You don't have to say your business can work around what that's doing. I think that's really important. But if you are in a place where you can't even imagine having some time every day for yourself to do things, I think one of the things that you need to do is find one thing that you can do every day that treats yourself. For me, it was things like, 
<laughs> on a bad day it was hiding out for five minutes in the toilet before they discovered I was there but like just hiding out and you know it's funny like now when I'm stressed I'm working in an event or something like that I still go and hide out in the toilets it's like a safe space for me like it's just quietly sitting in a cubicle and if I have a busy day at work now and I've gone home and I've cooked dinner and everyone's been loud at the table they know that I go to the bathroom and sit there for 20 minutes I'm just sitting on the bath in the bathroom I'm not actually doing anything I'm just sitting there because I need to unwind and just have some peace and quiet and that is my place um probably could find a more attractive place to be but that is my place um, you know, or, you know, taking taking the chance to have a coffee in a cafe with a magazine by yourself or a book. Uh, I used to come home on the way home if I had been out. I would park up the road, pull out a book, set the timer for 10 to 15 minutes, read my book and then go home. And it was just a little bit of me time, just a little bit. Or I could scroll on the Internet if I wanted to, not answering emails, just something to do there. I used to sometimes buy a whole pint of strawberries if they were in season or a mango and then ate the whole thing myself, and I wouldn't share it. Like, it was just like, find yourself something to honor yourself and treat yourself. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't even have to cost any money. But every day, there should be a little bit of light or something that's beneficial. Like, if it's hitting and getting like, a, you can have a cake, cake or whatever. But if every day it's like a big thing, then you're going, I'm treating myself with this big apple turnover with cream. To me, that's like a broken treat thing. So thinking about things that you can do that is still amazing and beautiful and wonderful, but not always sticking into something that's going to end up making you feel potential shame. If you don't feel shame or guilt, that's fine. But quite often we can get into that cycle. So just making sure that it's something that it makes your heart sing before, while you're doing it and after can really help. So I think that's really important. The other thing that we used to do is I set out um, uninterrupted time with my children. And I'm going to tell you that as a single parent who was also running a business, I used to have only 10 minutes a day per child. And we would have that time. I would set the timer. I would go, this is our time. They would know ahead of time. They would choose a book or a game or something to do. And we would use that. And that's one of the things that we used to do. I know that doesn't sound like a lot of time, but actually it was great to have that uninterrupted time and focus time. And it was something that we also really used to uh, make sure that was really good time. So even though my children wanted a lot of time, they knew sometimes I was quite distracted because I was trying to work alongside. I worked from home most of the time. Um, and so, but having that time where they knew it was just their time was super important. Um, we also used a little bit of that time too. Like we used to... Um, I'll just say around that too, like when my children were four or five, the moment they were starting to go to kindergarten or school, um, we had some systems as well. Uh, my girls were quite um, literate around things. So as soon as they got old enough, I taught them how to use Google calendars and put things in my calendar. We showed I showed them how to do that. We had a place for notices. Um, and I also tried to have a time at the beginning of the day and the end of the day, which I called like the, the half hour option which was specific times where I was basically open to meetings with them. We didn't call it a meeting, but it was like a time where they knew they could say, to, uh, I would go, here's the time for you to tell me about school trips, lunches that are coming up, all those sort of things. And I made it like a time um, that was an, an official time of the day. And they knew that that was the time they could talk to me when I wasn't distracted. Um, famously, they still tell the story about how I told them off once 
um, for doing this very dangerous thing on the trampoline that I had actually given them permission to do because they knew that they could ask me for things while I was working and I'd say yes because I wasn't listening properly. And so they knew that and then they got upset that I told them off when I discovered they were doing it. They were jumping and slam dunking into the net. You know how you have the net around the <laughs> trampoline? Um, not very safe. Um, as an aside, I'm still very, very proud of the fact that I managed to put that trampoline up by myself as a single parent with no help. It was meant to be a three-person job, but I did it by myself, which is also why I was feeling a little bit nervous about the fact that I was slam dunking into that net. Wasn't too sure of how good I was going to do it. But, you know, trying to have that time of uninterrupted time and explaining to them that that is their time is really important, but also having that kind of meeting time um, just to kind of connect for that kind of the structural kind of everyday things of like you know what what are you eating in your lunch what do you not like all those sort of things and kind of having like I guess a work in progress meeting um with your children and during, and during that time now I was a single parent um and I used to be find it really hard to accept offers of help um famously one of the stories I tell um from when I was living in Point Chevers I had decided that I wanted to get some furniture from Trade Me I bought this amazing pink leather sofa for a hundred dollars off Trade Me managed to get it in the trailer and home with a bit of help got home realized I couldn't lift the lift it in it was too heavy and there was a big red chair with it as well and I didn't want to ask for help I just wanted to do it so it sat out there thankfully did not rain it sat out there for three days where every day I'd go and try get upset come home and go back to the bedroom and cry and in frustration that I couldn't do it myself refused to ask for help Gave up three days later, put a note on Facebook and literally 25 minutes later, the stuff was in my house. And it really taught me the importance of having help. Having I just decided I couldn't live in parent by pride. And I think that one of the things that I have learned from being with Rod is I have had to learn to articulate to him all the things he needs to do to share parenting and home tasks. Um, I One of my big shifts that I have made in recent years that I wish I'd made earlier was that I now see work in my business and work at home as both work, parenting as work. Now, I don't consider being a parent work, but parenting as work. There's a difference. And so I now put them in the same level of, of, of importance. So if I'm cooking that night and it's not HelloFresh and I'm going to cook it, then I might go home a bit earlier because I need more energy to write to do that, do that. I don't sit there and go, that's off the clock time. That is still working time. My work day doesn't end until I have finished that meal, served that meal, and 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 it's been, you know, cleared away. That is my day. And I am more softer with myself then if I if I feel tired after that day, if I started early. I'm more relaxed with myself the next day because I'm seeing that those are just as important tasks. It's also helped us as we've become more profitable and better off and things like that to outsource things. I outsource my laundry. I take it to a laundromat. They wash it. They fold it. It comes back. We just pull it out of the washing basket, separate it out and put it away. And it has literally saved me hours. I I do that. Um, but make a list. You know, don't assume that your partner's just going to magically know. They often don't know what we're doing. They think a lot of the stuff we do happens by magic. And it's no point getting resentful and just not doing it. Actually have a conversation with your partner to talk about it and talk about what's doing, especially if you're both working. I think that's really important. And as a business owner, there has to be some shift. There has to be shift. You can't do everything. I think that's super important. 
in relation to that, also teach your children to take responsibility for things as well. Um, being able to look after children after themselves when they leave home, like I feel very proud of the fact that unlike a lot of other teens leaving at the same age, my kids know how to look after themselves. They know how to do their own washing. So many children don't. They know how to make their own lunches. They know how to cook. They know how to clean up after themselves. They know how to solve a couple of simple little problems. They, there's all the stuff they need, need know how to do. And that has made it easier for me as a parent. It definitely made it easier as a single parent. And the other thing in relation to that too is I think it helps them really understand the work that we do. Um, as I say, you know, my girls just won't even let me until recently let me in the kitchen to do the dishwasher or do the dishes because they owned it they were like this is our job you've cooked dinner we do this and I think that feeling of we're all in this together and we're a team is a really important thing to do trying to do it all to show that you're a really great mother while you're working in a business has no help to your children um, and so you know release some of that thing I think that's really important um, I think another part of this is that it is easy to feel overwhelmed sometimes. And and I think that if you do sometimes lose it and you've lost it with your children because you're tired and you're frustrated, I think it's just really important just to set it right again with your children. It's really funny, like talking to my children now, um, there are things that I I have distinct memories of times where I completely lost it with them in a, in a really terrible way. Um, just like, you know, yell, yell, yell. And intense frustration. They have no memory of that. Their worst memories of me normally involve things like, I'll give this as an example, Mr. Whippy came into the street and I gave them some money, thought they were going to get me an ice cream. They didn't. They came back and I said, where's my ice cream? And they said, oh, we didn't get one and I went oh I thought you were going to get me one that was the end of it they still feel guilty they're still trying to pay me back for that and that literally happened you know I think 15 years ago ridiculous so so <laughs> so you know things that we often feel guilty about if we lose if we if we lose stuff they're not going to even remember it just set it right same with partners and just learn, like I very rarely lose it now. I've got very much better. I just learned to put myself into timeout when I felt like I was going to lose it. I'd be like, guys, I'm about to lose it. I've had a big day. I'm putting myself into timeout. Children have learned, children learn very quickly just to let me have that time because I do get overstimulated. I now know that's my ADHD um, and that really have, really struggles. Um, I think, you know, I think one of the biggest things that I, that I learned, and I think this is really important, is that if you really love what you do and you really love being a working mum in a business, you don't need to feel guilty about it. And I think that we've lost a lot of that guilt, which is great, but being a person is a whole thing and being a mother is a part of that whole thing. And I really have learned that happy mums make happy kids. You know, the girls have really seen me really thrive in working. I've also learned that they've seen the stress of it as well. And some of that has been quite unappealing to them. Um, but as I've grown and developed as a person and, and what I love, they really have seen how good it is. And they're proud of watching me push into areas and take risks and do things and just really thrive in the space that I've developed in and grown in. And it's helped them also feel like they can do those things too, which I think is really good. 
I think it is hard, you know, especially with children that are young, they can take a lot of time, they can make you feel touched out. And I guess I wanted to say to you that your business can evolve and change over time as your your relationship and the stages of your child evolves over time. And I'd love it that if you thought about how you could make a way to help that become more, you know, I, I would love, I would love, I would love it if you thought about the fact that you relax into the idea that our businesses evolve and change over time. Um, I do get frustrated sometimes. I had a time a few years ago where the girls all went to high school and then one of them needed some more support and help uh, for a year, actually. And I was ready to fly and really excited about what I was doing in business and I had to take a step back. Now, I'll be honest, I really struggled with that for a while. I didn't want to do that I wanted this to be about me and my time but you know what looking back on it I'm really pleased that totally changed the dynamic of our relationship it actually really helped that child significantly and it actually changed me it really changed who I was as well and if you are in that situation where you just feel like you feel like you want to run ahead with your business but you feel pulled back by your kids it is just a season there is every year there's an opportunity for it to change and shift and I want to tell you I'm really proud of you um, whether I've met you before or know you or I haven't you're listening to this and you are a small business owner who is a parent probably a mother if you've made it through this 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 podcast then I'm really proud of you and I think I would just like to say well done you know the juggle is a juggle and it's a real juggle um, I definitely think, you know, teaching your children practical skills, getting them involved and helping things. Like I think my girls were able to make a bed by two or three, just basic, pull it up, taking that responsibility, keeping some spaces, adult spaces, even if it's just at night time, making sure that you get them involved with as much stuff around the time, having those 10 minutes per child uninterrupted time where you're focused, timer can be on. Um, getting support when you can, not being afraid to ask for help, um, allowing yourself to be kind to yourself. And the most important, do one thing that brings you joy every day. doesn't have to be expensive, doesn't even have to cost money. Do one thing that just brings you joy to bring that light in can help you as a small business owner thrive if you've also got young children. I hope that's helped. Um, and I will tell you, it does get better. You still will have struggles, but it still gets, it does definitely get better. And um, yeah, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. We'll revert back to marketing next week. Uh, but I did want to share this today. I hope there was something in this podcast that helped you feel, oh, I could do that, or at least feel a bit heard and recognized. We have lots of mothers in, who work in businesses in our small business group, Muppet Marketing on Facebook. Come and be part of it. Come and ask questions. And if you'd like to come and share your stories in there about what it's like to being a working parent, I'd love to hear them. I do think that it's important for us to be able to have safe places where we can talk about these things. Um, otherwise, have a great week and I'll be back with you next week with a guest. If you love what you heard today, be sure to hit subscribe. And if you love this episode in particular, I'd love it if you shared it on social media. Remember to tag me in so I can say thank you. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.